Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to talk about tonight's show because it's a thing that as my children are getting a little bit older, um, from, from the baby stage, we have definitely done more of. And I think it's something that many people are choosing to do as they space out their vacation. Tonight's show is something that maybe people don't think about when they're going to Walt Disney World, maybe for the first time, but as they visit it a couple times, it tends to make sense. Today is all about what to do on a non-park day. It is. And I think you hit right on one of the things that I always like to talk to clients about, which is how often do you go to Disney and why are you looking at a non-park day? There's a definite difference in approach if this is your once every five year trip to if this is your once a year or once every two years or even once every six month kind of trip. <laughs> if you're crazy like I am or even crazier like you once every six weeks or four there weeks. You go. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, and so I, I, I definitely think you're right. I think it does matter very much how often you travel there. But I would I would venture to say, and I'm, I'm sure you have more insight to this, it also, I think, matters what time of year you're going to. Season is definitely going to affect it. Um, you know, we kind of get two big thoughts when we have clients talking to us about it. And season plays into it because a lot of them say to me, well, we want a pool day. Well, that's awesome. But, you know, I'm going to be real honest here. We're recording. It's February 2022. It is the most unseasonably cold (laughs) winter Orlando has ever seen. A pool day this week while it's in the high 40s or low 50s, not so appealing. No, no. A pool day late in August while it may be 90 degrees most days, it's also raining. If it's going to rain for a lot of your time, what are you going to do when you didn't buy a park ticket and you planned on the pool? And so I always say to people, why are you doing it? And let's talk it through. The first answer I always get on the why is, I think we'll save a lot of money that way. Sure. And I'm going to dispel that one super quickly. If you are there with more than a four-day park ticket, This is going to cost you more money than it's going to save you money. Disney had a marketing slogan years ago that I just won't let go of. And it's the longer you stay, the cheaper to play. So what that means is if you're buying a one-day ticket and you're going to a two-day, it's expensive. It's going to be $120 to $140, depending on the season. But if you've got a four-day, a five-day, a six-day, and you're adding one more day, it's going to be 11 to $16 a person. I don't know about you. I pay more than that to go to the movie theater around me in New Jersey, and that's two hours of fun. 11 to $16, and I can have an entire day. That's not going to be the savings for me. Curb that for a second, because you're right. Okay, but let's say that somebody does decide that this is what they want to do. Maybe money isn't the reason, but they have decided they've... They've been down there and they want to use their, maybe their resort or maybe the area, you know, and, and get the most out of it. So let's break it down. Let's start with your resort and think about the things that you can do that don't involve going to the park. 
You bet. And so the first, as we said, is swim. And I want to just touch on swim a little bit more for a second and be very clear that there is no pool hopping at Disney. If you're staying at the Pop Century, you can't go swim at the Caribbean Beach. And if you're staying at the Polynesian, you can't go swim at the Grand Floridian. Pools are for your resort use only. And I think we can all appreciate that because it doesn't make our pool overcrowded. There's nobody else coming there. So swimming, number one thing to do on a resort day. The next thing is all of the resorts now have movie nights and campfires. So Disney movies under the stars on a giant TV screen, depending on your resort. Take a look in the lobby. You'll see a sign. It might be poolside and boardwalk. It's on their big grassy lawn. Some of the resorts have it on the beach. Lots of options. And then they have a little campfire with it. And you can roast marshmallows. They sell marshmallow kits, or you can bring your own and use their fire. So a fun way to end a resort day. So Sandy, every time we break down a resort and we talk about a specific hotel, one of the things that we consistently break down in each location are the different activities that they have there. Depending upon where you are, you could use your resort to the 10th degree and there could be a million things that you do as far as resort activities, right? You bet. So when you check in, because it does change, you'll be able to pick up a resort activity schedule. Every resort has one. They all are going to have some poolside games. They're all going to have some free activities. And then they all have a variety of inexpensive paid activities. Anything from making a Mickey tie-dye shirt, and they will supply the shirt, to designing your own beach ball, to almost like a paint and sip kind of class where you're doing a big art project. I will say, keep in mind, I've looked at some of the canvases, not exactly carry-on style. So <laughs> think carefully about that aspect of it. But lots of great things going on all the time at all of the resorts. And again, one of my favorites, and you don't have to be a resort guest to do this one. If you listen to our Art of Animation resort podcast, we talk about the Animation Academy that they have over there. So that's a lot of extra fun too. This next thing you that we've mentioned on our list here that we wanted to break down, I need you to give me a little bit more information about the Scavenger Hunt series. I'm glad you asked. And you may not know about it because it's actually not from the resort. It's something that we are in the process of developing for our Let's Talk Diz listeners. Mm. If you head over to our website, there'll be the opportunity to sign up for your resort scavenger hunt. And we have created a scavenger hunt for each resort. They're not all out there yet, but we're going to get to them very shortly. But you can get yourself on a wait list to get one. And just a fun thing to make sure that you kind of get to tour the resort in its entirety. Really look for some details that you may not see before. You can do it as a family, or if you're a competitive family like mine and your kids are old enough, set everybody free and see who comes back the winner. Let's talk about some other resorts, right? If you're if you're staying at a specific resort, what would be the reason that you would maybe visit some other resorts? What would you do there on a non-park day? So while we said that you can't swim, you can eat, you can shop, and you can use some of the marina recreation. So one of the real popular things to do 
is what's called a monorail crawl. And I have now added a gondola crawl. Mm -hmm. And all of you who just decided that it's a big drinking fest, let's change your mind because it could be. But there is a family friendly version of it as well. Every quick service location all over property has all kinds of unique desserts, especially if you're there on a season, be it Valentine's Day is considered a season. Sometimes when movies premiere, it's a season and they will put out different theme desserts at every resort. So you can hop around, try all the different cupcakes. Maybe you're trying different frozen drinks, but really get an opportunity to go everywhere. You can also see the fireworks on the beach as well as the water pageant from any of the monorail resorts. And again, you are welcome to go there as a non-resort guest for a visit. Just keep in mind, currently they are not allowing people to drive to the resorts that they are not staying at or don't have a dining reservation. So you'll need to take Disney transportation to get around. And if you've been a regular on the podcast, you know we've talked about that there is no resort-to-resort transportation. You'll either need to Uber or Lyft or take Disney transportation to a theme park or Disney Springs and then switch to the resort that you're headed to. Just riding that monorail and riding that gondola alone is an experience that, at least for me as a kid, with the monorail, the gondola didn't exist, was was really, really exciting. It made me feel like I was at Disney, and my kids now have that same experience. So don't discount the attraction that is the monorail and now the Sky Gondola. I think it's it's worth riding simply because it puts you in the mood and the moment of being in Walt Disney World. All right, so you're all going to shake your head now. If you've got a kid that's opened their presents Christmas morning, And this happens with really young children. And the best present they received was the box or the wrapping paper. (laughs) This is what we're talking about. It is. It's not the point of the trip, but it's a highlight. You are definitely right there, Jeff. So one of the things that I think people tend to overlook when they're visiting Walt Disney World, especially if it's not necessarily something that you would gravitate towards, is the boat transportation that's available on property. There are boats, as you mentioned, there are boats from all of the Magic Kingdom resorts that you can take from one to the other. There's a boat that runs from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, stopping at the Boardwalk, the Beach Club, the Yacht Club, and the Swan and Dolphin. And then there are boats that run on the Sasakula River. And that's going to take you Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, Port Orleans, Riverside, and French Quarter over to Disney Springs. So again, that is free transportation at Disney. Its goal is transportation. But I will say riding that boat to Disney Springs is one of my parents' favorite things to do. They ride it. And honestly, they ride it back without even getting off. That's okay. You can do that and have fun that way. But if that's not your speed, you can rent your own boat. On the main lakes, you can rent pontoon boats. I will note, Jeff, they seem to have gotten rid of the little speed racing boats. and <laughs> It's our fault. It's my family's fault. <laughs> if you're listening, Annette, uh, when you crash the boat, they've done away with that. So uh, my apologies, folks. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about that in an early episode, and that has stayed with me. <laughs> and then one of the other last great free resort entertainment things that I always think of is at the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a big clarifier on this because... 
We often have clients that talk to us about spending the day at the boardwalk. Jeff and I are Jersey people, as we've talked about many times. This is not a Jersey Shore boardwalk day. It is themed after the Jersey Shore boardwalk. And so you will see those games of chance where you can win stuffed animals. There's funnel cake. There is entertainment. Depending on the night, there's jugglers. There's cowboys that show you how to rope. There's magicians. There's different types of things. There's also the opportunity to rent Surrey bikes. Um, but that does not start until the evening. So typically you'll see all of that kind of come to life four, five, six o'clock. You don't want to head over there at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning or you will be sorely disappointed. It is something that's worth walking around through. I, I agree with that. But as somebody, as you said, who spent a lot of time on the Jersey Shore boardwalk, it's nowhere near the length that you would expect when you were here. So definitely don't plan for it to be an evening, but maybe you stop there and you, and you stroll along, you play a game, you get a snack, so on and so forth. But I did want to go back to the water for a second because one of the things that I think we need to let folks know that if they really are uh, used to being on the water and, and boats are their thing, there's some fishing opportunities here on in Walt Disney World as well. They actually are huge with bass fishing. You can take out a guided boat tour. Um, it does require, like most fishermen know, being up super early in the morning. And that's going to be over by our monorail resorts. But the other thing you can do at Caribbean Beach and Port Orleans Riverside, they do cane fishing. So you can just kind of fish off a dock any time of the day. Again, it's going to be catch and release. But if your kids love fishing or you're not somewhere where you have that opportunity to give them that experience in life, it's a great thing for half an hour, one hour. Um, to say that I went fishing at Disney. Yeah, it's cool. It, it's it's unique. And if you weren't aware of it, hearing that, you're like, no, no way, right? But it, it is. It's something that they offer. So let's break down some some other options. I, you know, as we as we say constantly, the, the Walt Disney World property is massive. So there's there's other things to do that we haven't necessarily hit on. Let's run through just a couple of them so, you know, people are aware. So I will kind of point people back to episode 36 that we did, which was, should I plan a day at Disney Springs? Because it's going to go into a lot more detail than I do right now. But some highlights at Disney Springs, the brand new Cirque du Soleil Drawn to Life show that we also just did a review on last week. The Lego store can be a lot of fun and you can sign up in advance. It's a very nominal fee to build your own Lego person. There is a movie theater there. I don't necessarily say that you should go to Disney to watch the movies. But again, if you planned a resort day and it's a washout due to the rain, the movies aren't a bad idea. I'll be honest. They're cheaper movies than they are here by me in New Jersey. So mm -hmm. that kind of was surprising to me. And they're nice. It's, it's an AMC theater. It's a nice theater. It's an AMC dine-in theater. So you can actually eat while you're there. Right. But opposite of cheaper than in New Jersey is the Splitsville Lane. If you want to go bowling, they do their bowling a little unique. Most bowling alleys you put, you pay per game here. You pay per hour and they tell you, how long you're going to get based on how many people you are. And it's $20 per person per hour to bowl. 
if it's before 4 p.m. and during the week. If it's after 4 p.m. or on the weekend, it's $24 per person. Maybe you don't have a bowling alley near you and this is a great opportunity. By me, when we go bowling, if we're a family of four and it's a Saturday, I can tell you without a doubt, it does not cost me $96 to go bowling for <laughs> Aside from Disney Springs, is there anything else on property that we haven't discussed that you think is, is worth mentioning? There are too many golf courses. And if you're on a Walt Disney Travel Company package, you actually get um, two rounds of free mini golf before 4 p.m. You had mentioned seasons before when we had started the show. Obviously, depending upon the time of year, give us the breakdown, I guess, around Christmas time. Maybe that's a good place to start. What, you know, what's, is, what is there to offer, you know, not in a park at Christmas time? It is one of my favorites. It is the most magical place in the world, I believe to be, is Walt Disney World. Every resort is decorated for the holidays. They all have a unique themed tree, unique garland in their lobby. And again, you can ride the buses around and go visit anywhere. And then the deluxe resorts have gingerbread houses. And it does vary from year to year. The Grand Floridian always has the grandest. <laughs> their gingerbread house is a mini store. And then typically we'll find the next Big display is over at the Beach Club. It's been a carousel for years. It actually moves. It has horses on it. And even though it's been a carousel for years, every year the carousel has a different theme. So it might be Peter Pan this year, and the horses are all different characters from Peter Pan. And the next year it's the Fab Five, and the characters, are, the horses are decorated as Mickey and friends. Um, they're just incredible things to look at. Often the contemporary takes part in it, the boardwalk, Animal Kingdom. You can always ask at your resort or head to the Grand to start with theirs, and they'll tell you who else has them this year. But you can definitely see decorations everywhere, and it is quite a sight. So that's Christmas time. It definitely takes the, the proverbial cake, so to speak. What other season would you recommend? They've started a new tradition for Easter that I love with Easter, giant Easter egg sculptures by department within the resort. And then they've been putting them out on display to allow the guests to vote on their favorite. So housekeeping might make this giant egg and it's Star Wars themed. And then the front desk staff makes another egg and it's Cinderella themed. And then Bell's Services makes an egg. So usually there'll be a long table set up with somewhere from five to eight of these over-the-top decorated eggs, and you get a vote on picking a winner. Okay, so we are uh, approaching the time of our program where we've decided we're going to spend a, a brief amount of time to mention some things that are off-property altogether. Uh, and the, the first one that we wanted to talk about is celebration. And for folks that haven't been to celebration, uh, maybe give us 10 seconds of, a, of an explanation of what it is because it's a really unique concept that's a really fun place to go and walk around. It was a concept of Walt, which I think is why it stays so near and dear to us, of that planned living community. And very unique because while people obviously have cars down there, everything is super easy and close together, super friendly town, and you will find most of their residents riding around in a golf cart. So there's 
golf cart parking at the restaurants and the different shopping options. Celebration is also a great spot to go for Christmas. They do some over-the-top things there as well. Okay, I'm going to close my ears here while you take the next one. So you may decide to go to the dark side of town. And we're not that's talking cool. about Batu or Galaxy's Edge. That's that's not what we're talking about. That's where our friend Harry Potter lives. So some people will hop over there for a day and do a day at Universal. Keep in mind Disney's slogan. The longer you stay, the cheaper to play. Adding that one day to your Disney vacation, it's going to add $10 to $15 a person. Adding one day at Universal you're looking at $160 to $190 a person for the ticket. And Universal is totally a separate entity from Disney. There is no crossover on the ticket. But again, as we say consistently, it's got to be up to your traveling party. So if that's something that you definitely is on your bucket list, you can definitely make it happen while you're, while you're staying on Walt Disney World property. It just requires a little bit of legwork on your end. Uh, you bet. Also nearby is a Crayola factory experience, as well as a Legoland park and a new Peppa the Pig park, all separate admissions, definitely geared towards children that are a bit younger. And the last thing is actually something that's been on my bucket list. And I will readily admit I am going to recommend something that I have yet to do. And it's not a really well-known thing, but about 40 minutes outside of Disney property is the Nature Conservancy known as the Disney Wilderness Preserve. It is over a 5,000-acre park. Disney is very minimally, they fund it, and that's where some of your money, if you donate when you're in Animal Kingdom, goes 5,000 acres open for wildlife. So it's a place to really go and see birds you might not see and creatures that are in the lakes and a super calming thing and a great thing for our planet. Well, I know that a non-park day has very quickly become one of my favorite days to spend on property. (laughs) So any last minute tips or anything that we haven't mentioned tonight that you think is worth sharing, now's the time. Perfect, because I always have ones that we... Somehow we get so excited, we skip over some of my thoughts. (laughs) Well, we talked about other resorts. We did not talk about Fort Wilderness. And there's a lot of things to do at Fort Wilderness, including horseback riding, archery classes, carriage rides. So definitely some time at the fort can be a lot of fun. Um, They do a Segway tour as well that goes kind of off-roading and through the woods. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is kind of where I started, that I'm not necessarily a fan of a no-park day. When I do planning with my clients, I instead do what we call a sleep-in day. Pick a day in the middle of your trip where you definitely maybe have a late night the night before, you need to regroup, you're not setting an alarm, you're getting up when you want, you're maybe swimming in the morning, you're maybe monorail crawling to taste lots of cupcakes. Maybe you're even looking at some of the decorations, but you're still going to head into the park and you might get in at four o'clock or five o'clock because maybe there's a great other restaurant that you want to try. But again, even if you're only in the park from four to eight or five to eight, It added $15 a person for three or four hours. Again, still cheaper than a movie and giving you 
lots of flexibility, especially if you didn't opt for a hopper pass. It's a great way to get in something that you might have missed at a park earlier. I'm going to give you one. Most of these resorts that we stay at have expansive nature to their property. Some of them have actual trails that I'm going to discuss that you can run on. And for those folks that are going there that need to get their their run fix in, it's not necessarily that you're going to find a five or a 10 mile loop on your property, but it is not uncommon to find, you know, a loop that's a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half. Maybe you can run through your property in the beginning in the morning. As we've said on other shows, you're not going to run on the road. You're not going to try to recreate the Disney World Marathon route. That's not allowed. But within your resort, if you catch it at the right time, there are designated places where you can run. Or if you're early in the morning, you could run through certain parts of your resort and get a great view of that particular resort. It's something that we've definitely done in my family uh, and have gotten a chance to see different parts of the resort that maybe we wouldn't have seen or ventured to otherwise. So... You got two options there. You can sleep in, as Sandy said, which definitely works in, in a lot of vacationing. Or if you're if you're one of those exercise folks, you could definitely get up a little bit earlier and try to get that in too. You didn't That's see an that, awesome tip. You didn't see that one coming though, right? That, that one wasn't on our list. But if I didn't put that in there, I probably wouldn't have been able to come home at night. So I need to throw that in. You know, it's a great tip for runners. I didn't put it in because it's not necessarily a family tip if you've got young kids. Um, Jeff and his wife are both big runners and I know your kids would like to be big runners, but, <laughs> or, or they feel compelled to be big sure. runners, but you're definitely not going a pace with little ones in tow. No, no. That's why you tag team. Just like we did tonight. I, I appreciate all the information you gave us here. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Innocent Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>